0: Okay, so here is this general statement followed by three examples. We've had, you know, that pattern uh, already. Uh, we had a general statement back in chapter 5, verses 17 to 20, followed really by six examples, and uh, now we've got this statement followed by three examples, but the general idea is we shouldn't do what? What? Absolutely. We shouldn't do anything in order for men to see us. Why not? I thought we were supposed to shine our light so others would see our good works.
1: Well, whenever we do that, we're also focus- focusing on ourselves and not praising the glorifying God.
0: All right. So, should our light be seen by others? Yes. But for God's glory, not for our own. We, when we are doing religious and righteous things for personal glory and recognition, it's wrong. When we're doing them to glorify God, it's right. You know, so we ought to show our righteousness when we're tempted to hide it, and we ought to hide it when we're tempted to show it. You know, because sometimes it becomes a show-off thing. I want everybody to see me as being good and righteous. Usually that's other good and righteous people, I want to see me to see that. Uh, I want them to see me that way, uh, you know. On the uh, but the, that's not that should not be our attitude. Now we want them to see the Lord in us and glorify God. He's going to illustrate this with our relationship with others, our relationship with God, and our relationship with ourselves. Those will be the three examples that he'll give, and they're very parallel. Um, comments and thoughts just on that general idea. I will look at the illustrations, two to four.
2: When therefore you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be honored by man. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you.
0: He's dealing with what?
3: giving to the poor.
0: Yes. Is that a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. But it wasn't the way they were doing it. What's he condemning about giving to the poor?
2: All the noise. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why would there be noise when you were giving to the poor?
3: Because you're sounding, You're having somebody sound a trumpet so everybody looks at you and then hands your... Half silver coin to the poor person, and yes. he sees how generous.
0: Yeah. Did you notice the places where they were giving here? Where were they giving? Synagogues,
3: Synagogue
0: streets. Yeah, the places chosen ch- chosen for maximum visibility. You know, I want to be right where everybody's going to be looking when I am generous to the poor so that everybody will know how good and generous I am. It was kind of a PR stunt. You know, people do that a lot today. <laughs> people are generous so they can get their name on a building or, you know, so they can get their their name in the in the, you know, magazine or, you know, whatever so people will look up to them. Well, what does Jesus say in verse 2 that they receive?
1: Their reward.
0: What is their reward?
1: That them just doing
2: that,
0: and that getting men's honor he says they receive the reward in full do you understand what he means by that?
2: God's no, not going to give them any reward there's
0: nothing else they're going to get their full payment is just the honor they get from other people when that's what they're after the transactions ended and uh, you know they, they, they bought and paid for the praise of men and that's all they're going to get They weren't really giving as much as they were buying. They were buying recognition for themselves.
3: So, this deed which could have stored up treasures for them in heaven doesn't because of their motivation.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And what about verse 3? When you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. It happens to be sometimes, but uh, (laughs) only because of my early dementia. Uh, Early? (laughs) Well, not as early as it used to be, but. What does he mean, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing?
1: Don't really think about it, just do it and get it over with, maybe. Why? So you don't have the chance to boast yourself up or think about what you just did to.
0: Yes. You know, don't even announce it to yourself. Don't get others to glorify you, but don't lift yourself up in your own mind either. You give it and forget it. You know, don't cause this to make you prideful and to make you start thinking, you know, I just probably am about the most generous person I know. I, I bet there's not many other people who give like I do. And he says, you, you give unselfconsciously. You know, I love, Matthew 25, in the judgment scene, where the people who had won the sheep on the right hand didn't even realize that what they were doing was anything. they just done it because that's who they were and that's the kind of thing they love to do. They weren't doing it thinking consciously, this is going to score me another one before God. You know, I got another, you know, feather in my cap. You know, when you're generous to people, don't think about it. Don't make this something that exalts you in your mind and don't do it to get praise from other people. Now, what would be applications of this for us? You know, I've never heard anybody, you know, blow a trumpet when they were giving. And I don't know anybody who's ever in the synagogue when they give. So what would, how would we tend to violate this?
1: I see some people, like a lot of people doing, like seeing somebody in the church that they maybe envy and I've seen some people just like look over it and see how much they give and like I've seen them like the next week like giving like $10 more or something. I think we have a tendency to like have competition with it almost. Okay,
0: there may be some people who do that. I don't know. I don't normally look at what people are giving, but but there may be some who do.
2: Probably more announcing or telling others what we give to where and I don't know.
0: And how do we usually announce that? So. Yes. You know, if we did it real obvious, it would probably, you know, look like we were trying to get glory. We don't want it to look that way. So we kind of say those things, just kind of drop that in the conversation sort of offhanded. And... It's not necessarily that it's even always wrong to say something we've done. There may be a time that something has to be said, you know, for various reasons, but, but what's our motive? Why did I let that slip? Or why did I feel like I had to say that? Was I thinking they'll probably see me as pretty generous? You know, was there was there was that my motive? I think that's a really common temptation for us. Is we want, or eat, you know, it doesn't always have to be money alms. You know, there are other ways to serve people. Do you always try to make sure people know what you've done to help? I, you know, I took food to Sister So and So when she was sick. You know, and I did this and I did that. You know, and maybe we say that subtly, but we sure would like it if everybody knew about it. And what, have you ever felt this? Have you ever seen somebody else complimented for their generosity and you sort of felt a little irritated that nobody noticed yours? You know, I did that too, and they didn't mention me. Does that kind of hurt your feelings? You know, those things really show us what our motive is. Comments and thoughts.
1: Kind of looks like um, that is just um, I think that they don't do very much. Like if they're always like um, letting everybody know when they do it. <laughs> it's kind of like it seems it.
0: It's a noteworthy activity. Yeah. yeah, that may be the case. If, if, if you are so rare with doing it, you have to every, let everybody know the few instances that occur. Yeah,
2: that's a good point. I think the one we're hearing the most often is in the announcements. People will be going through those that are sick. Yeah, well, I went and saw them the other day. And, you know, they're, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how they're doing today, the but when I was there last Tuesday, they had just done this. <laughs> Good point. That is very common. And, and it's not even, I mean, it's hard. I don't even see that as necessary, you know, tell how they're doing, but it's always, yeah, I talked to them today, and I called them yesterday. and
0: That could almost even be a name-dropping thing. You know, I'm in, I'm in good with them. You know, I talked to them the other day. Yeah, we do that sometimes. I, I hear that too. I've probably done that a few times myself. You know, and, and and really did it more because I wanted people to know that I'd done that or I'd talked to them or whatever than any value that it had for somebody to know that I'd done that. Very good point. That's a very good illustration of that. It's so subtle. Man, you know, those are things that seem... You know, I mean, what's wrong with saying that?
3: What, what about? Um, I know that that Mark sends out the various incendiary uh, reports from the preachers that are we support or have some connection with, and sometimes at the end, you know, there's this list of you know who's contributed what, and sometimes their initials, and sometimes their names, and it just kind of How does that fit in? I mean, that's less in control of the person who gave.
2: Yeah, if it's his own, then there's... (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole bunch of initials and then his own name. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing would be do you give so you can see your initials there, or so you can see your name there? I mean, is that kind of why you'd want to do that? And you're hoping other people figure out who those initials belong to, <laughs> you know? Uh, make sure you have unique initial. initials. <laughs> yes.
1: Kind of what Chris said remind me also of like there's always there's always a song later that it gets up in my congregation and he and he always has to say something funny. Like, I don't know. He like he'll be like, okay, well. You know, and then the, we have the pitching Thursday, and he'll be like, "I'm gonna bring whatever," and then he'll like crack a joke or something, and then like I and then I also see people like, well, not cracking jokes, but like during prayers, like I see them like get up, and then like they lead like twenty-minute prayers, and it, it's not even like helpful. We'll anymore talk about
0: prayers in a moment. That's his next topic. Well, like going right.
1: back to like even the song leading, it's like you have got that like crack a joke or something funny so people you know laugh and
0: yeah. Drawing attention to ourselves to get praise and recognition. There's just all kinds of examples of that. He's going to give us a couple more, but man, how much of what we do, the spiritual, is really for recognition? Cameron?
4: I heard an illustration once that I really liked about this. Um, when you walk by a house and there's this dog there, if it's really small, it comes up and it's barking, barking. It's trying to scare you off. It's like, this is my house. I'm the big dog here. I'm huge. It's making itself sound real big. But if you walk by a house and there's this huge dog, and that thing can bite your head off, all it does is stand up and you run. (laughs) But with the other dog, you're just like, oh, that's annoying. Okay. But with the big dog, it says nothing and you run. Well, if we're actually giving like we should be giving, people will know that we're giving. And if we're giving for people's attention, it's obviously just annoying and not actually good.
0: Yeah, if we're having to yelp, it's probably because we're not doing much and we're trying to get as much glory as we can out of the little bit we're doing. The point of the giving why would you give?
2: Tax
0: deduction. <laughs> uh, tax deductions are overrated in my book. but. <laughs> but what, what should our motive for giving be? Compassion. For the need, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean it ought to be because I care about this person who needs the who needs the alms. Why should I visit the sick? Because I care about them and I want to encourage them. You know, all these things I'm doing ought to be for the sincere motive of the help that I want to give, because I want to serve. It just perverts it so much when my whole point is, so everybody will see me. This really stinks. I mean what would, you, what would you think if somebody came to visit you in the hospital and you really knew the only reason they did that is because they were going to make announcements on Sunday and they were going to be able to say that I was visiting the hospital to see you? It, wouldn't that just really kind of sour the whole idea? Well, if that's the reason you came to see me, you might as well stay home. You know, it's it just, once you stop and think about it, it's really gross to do those things to try to glorify ourselves. That should not be our motive. There's all kinds of things we can do that. I mean, we can do that with even spiritual activities. You know, and again, it's a subtle thing. There may be a time to talk about a Bible study we're having. There may be some good in that. But, you know, wow, there's a really fine line between that and talking about that because I want everybody to know I did that Bible study. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I want them to know the number of people who came and I want them to know... What they said about the study you know, is the best study they ever had, you know, and you know, whatever. I mean, you just start thinking about the things we say about those things. How much of that was more because I just kind of wanted people to know, you know, I done a good job with that. It just, it just poisons what would be otherwise a virtuous thing. And, and, and Jesus hits the nail on the head. Isn't it amazing? He knows us that well he just zeroes right in on when we're trying to serve god here's one of the real liabilities we've got we're doing all these spiritual things and it's all for the wrong purpose and it's all we'll get the glory of men other thoughts
4: how do you change your motive
0: good point how do you change your motive?
3: this is sort of a canned response but (laughs) you would confess to God that your motive is wrong and ask for his help in changing it and I mean you could even you could start looking at passages where somebody's got the right motive or looking at you know this is what I'm this is how I'm supposed to think and consciously reminding yourself I'm supposed to do this because I love this person, not for this. Uh, I,
0: I think so. And I would say, purify your heart. Love God more, love others more, care about their need more. If we're talking about alms, get to the point where you really want to serve them. And I think hide it. I think it wouldn't be inappropriate for us to go to some lengths to make sure it's not known especially if that is a a real challenge for me, is to try to make sure I've given in such a way that it'll never get out. And really pray to God to help me forget it, to help me not keep a record of it even in my mind, help me to really want to do it for the right reason. I think those are challenging things. I think we're too worried about what people are going to think of us. You know, who cares? Does it really matter what anybody thinks of me? God's the one who knows the heart. He's the only one that matters. I need to get to where I love God. Now that's a growth process. <laughs> you know, that's a step at a time. And and I mean, certainly this is a challenge for me. I, I don't. I, There's plenty of times that I've, you know, name dropped or alms dropped or whatever it was, and and because I wanted people to think more highly of me, you know. This is a very convicting thing. Um, And, you know, it's just so much purer. When you see people that you really see as people who love God and they care about serving God, wow, isn't that cool? You think about a few people you know that you really see their motives as being totally pure. You don't see them doing this. You don't see them caring that other people would know they gay. It's so much better. You know, I think it's helpful to, in certain kinds of situations, can you do it anonymously? You know, could you could you do it in such a way that the person didn't know you were the one that did it? In some cases that might be good, especially in giving. To somebody. I mean, could you send them a money order through the mail? They have no idea where it came from. You know, that's not always necessary, that's not always the appropriate thing. But if that's an issue for me, if I just really work to make sure I will get no recognition because nobody will know, (laughs) that's really kind of throwing cold water on this recognition business. But if, man, that takes all the fun out of it for me, (laughs) then I've got a real problem. Other thoughts and good discussion? It's
4: kind of ironic how like certain people you want to know about it like Christians and stuff and then you wouldn't want one of your non-Christian
3: friends to know you went to a Bible study.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you show when you're tempted to hide, you hide when you're tempted to show. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Are we funny? It's all in wanting, honored by everybody. We want to get you know recognition and approval we're too worried about people we gotta worry about the Lord and forget people
1: and then we say I don't want this to be about me but
0: (laughs) it's all about me you see people doing that you know I mean what about what about in a Bible class where somebody wants to make sure everybody knows they knew the right answer or they knew where the passage was, or whatever. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't give an answer. Or maybe that we shouldn't help with where the passage is. But what's your motive? Deep down, if you were honest with yourself, were you doing that mostly so everybody would see that you you, you knew the right answer, or you had some great thing to say? You know, were you making sure that, that you know, probably everybody knew it was you? <laughs> you know, I mean... Wow, it's amazing how in such spiritual things there can be such gross motives. And loving God and caring about God, being filled with God, to where that's our passion. We just care about the Lord. We care about others. It's not about us. You know, if we could get our mind away from ourselves and really have have our heart filled up with the Lord and other people, we we wouldn't think about ourselves. You know, it would be like that scene on the Day of Judgment. Those guys when they fed the sick and they visited the prisoners and clothed the naked and all that. Fed the sick whatever. Fed the hungry.
2: Uh, yeah. It's
0: good to feed the sick too. Uh, yeah. But but when we did all that, they just do it because they they care about those people. It never crosses their mind that there's ever gonna be an internal reward for that. That's not even what they're thinking about. You know it just becomes our nature. It becomes who we are. It becomes what we care about. You know, when you think about really good, godly people, you know, I mean, I hesitate to, to you know, uh, talk about individuals, but, but I, 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 at least I do. I think most of us probably see, would see Boyd that way. I mean, you know, it's hard for me to see him, you know, doing what he does to help people because he wants to make sure... Everybody knows he did it, you know, I mean, you just don't think about him like that. I mean, you know, you see him as really caring. You see him as he really wants to, to serve the Lord and he wants to serve others. I mean, we kind of achieving it to think. I just, it's hard to imagine him, you know, making sure everybody knew that he did something so he could get recognition. I mean, when you think about a really, you know, mature, godly person... You think of them as somebody who really does care about doing the right thing. You know, that's what, they, that's what they want. That's so pure. It's so right. Well, let's go to the next one and see what he says. Um, let's go ahead and, and just read 5 to 8 to begin with.
4: When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, <laughs> They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But, when, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. They suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them
0: your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So, when you pray, if there's ever an unselfish act, wouldn't it be praying? And yet, where were they praying? The
3: synagogues streets. and streets
0: again. Yeah, man, they liked the synagogues and streets. They planned their day so they could be in a conspicuous place at the hour of prayer. <laughs> you know, they had these certain times that they prayed. And you want to make sure you're on the busiest street corner right at, uh, you know the ninth hour, you know. And that way, everybody can see you're this godly man with bony knees because you would drop down to pray so many times on the street corner. You know, <laughs> just so wrong. Uh, and, and, and yet, that's also something we have to think about. Um, what could we do in praying? that would be for the glory of men? Well, we're probably not praying on the street corner. That would probably be more embarrassing than that. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and we don't have synagogues. So what would be practical in this for us? When, when, in what situations do we pray for personal
2: glory? use big fancy words
0: all right we could pray public prayers trying to sound eloquent or
1: making it really lengthy
0: okay if we make it lengthy so that we sound good you know that that's a problem sometimes you know we Do you you have a lot more to say to God in public than you do in private? (laughs) That might uh, be a clue. Uh, You know, when you're by yourself, you can't think of anything to say to the Lord, but man, you get in front of a group of people and you can go on and on. Uh, You know, wow. There are things like that that really make you think. Sarah?
3: When you're with a group at a restaurant and you all, you pray together and it's very, it's not just like something normal, you make a point of it and, and bringing it up. I mean, that can be to show everybody else in the restaurant, we're not ashamed of our faith, we're gonna pray in front of you and, and all of that. And
0: yeah, you know, that can go both ways. That, that's an interesting yeah. uh, question, you know, showing that you're praying in a restaurant. Would you have to show you were praying to pray? You know, we do this bow your head and close your eyes thing. But do you have to bow your head and close your eyes to be praying? You know, clearly not. You could pray without anybody knowing it. So you go to a restaurant, should you bow your head and close your eyes and have a formal prayer that people can recognize that you're praying? Or should you hide that? And I think probably the answer to that in part is what your motive is. Is this a case where we ought to show when we're tempted to hide? Or is this a case where we should hide when we're tempted to show? Uh, you know, is it embarrassing, but you want to let people know you love God enough to thank God for your food? Or is it something where you think people are going to notice and commend you? Oh, you're, you're a good person, you prayed before you ate. Uh, that may vary from person to person and setting to setting. It's a good, way, it's a good thing to think about. I think for me, it's more embarrassing to show that I'm praying in public and it's important for me to be willing to do that, to stand up for the Lord. But I don't know that that's true for everybody in every setting. What about uh, off-handed remarks about our prayers? You know, we could, you know, let everybody know how much we pray and, you know, how, I don't know, different things about our praying to get recognition. I don't know if that happens all the time, but I think it does happen sometimes. Uh, He says, go to your closet. Shut your door. You know, in other words, don't do this to enhance your reputation. Do this because you want to talk to God. Nobody else has to know. This shouldn't be something that you're doing because you want to to be glorified. Thoughts and comments about 5 and 6?
2: Pray for someone one night just so that you can tell them the next day that you prayed for them.
0: Yes, so that you can get recognition. You know, Paul often told people he was praying for them. So it's clearly not always wrong to tell somebody you're praying for them. Um, But did he tell them he was praying for them so they'd think, whoa, he's really a praying man. No, I think he told them that because he wanted to encourage them and help them. He was thinking about them when he told them that, not thinking about himself but you could tell somebody I'm praying for you because you want them to think oh he's really a great guy if that's your motive you might as well keep the prayer to yourself (laughs) your reward in full will be the glory you get and then he says in seven and eight don't use these meaningless repetitions like the gentiles do now what's he talking about
1: don't let it be like empty to where it's not really doesn't mean anything you're just saying the same thing
0: all right that's one thing what's what's the concept behind this
4: trying to get god to answer you because you're saying enough
0: yes i think it's that idea about god that we have to use some special formula. We have to say it right. We have to do the right number. You know, kind of making this sort of a, you know, if you get the right buttons pushed in the right order kind of thing, out comes the price from the vending machine or whatever. You know, that's not it. We shouldn't think that we're going to be heard for our many words. You know, I, ta- I prayed about this five times, so that'll, that'll happen now. You know, or I prayed five minutes, or whatever. No, it's not like that. You know, it kind of reminds you of of what the Catholics do. You know what the rosary is? Mm -hmm. Some of you may not know what the rosary is. A
3: a rosary is, it's a necklace with a certain number of beads strung in a certain pattern. And what you do to pray the rosary is you do... uh, Usually, Hail Marys and Our Fathers. Um, our Fathers is the Lord's Prayer. This here, Hail Marys our Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed art thou, blessed is the fruit of the womb, thy womb, Jesus, etc., etc., etc. Pray for us now at the hour of our death. It's a little confession prayer to Mary, and so you do. You go through this, and you know, you go, do ten of this and seven of this, and and.
0: So the beads. You know, when you pray each prayer, you My drop color? the bead oh, down. Yeah, and you And the color them. of the bead tells you what the next prayer you're praying.
4: There's only two. Two. Uh, I'm thinking the, there's another. I think one, there's a
0: third one. There are I'm only not sure three. what it is. So
4: you are praying the same thing, like.
0: You're praying times. the same thing. You're praying it in the proper order, and you're getting the right numbers of the men. I think even wouldn't wouldn't maybe the priest tell you sometimes.
3: Yeah, like you know, for for a, a penance you need to do. Ten our fathers and and ten ten Hail Marys and uh, you know whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a take two by mouth in morning, evening, and evening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, but that's what they do. And and <laughs> did you? You were Were you Catholic? No. Okay, you just know it. <laughs> Anybody here? I
3: have, I have Catholic friends. I went to Notre Dame. <laughs> no, no,
0: nobody here was Catholic. But okay, well, you know when they do it, they don't say you know. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's, isn't that basically, I mean, it's just, it's just getting them out there. You know, so you get them out there and you, you like right drop that beat board. down and you get the nectar <laughs> and you get that. Right on the board, 40 times. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's what they do. And, and that sounds funny. If you haven't known about that, that sounds really funny or weird, but it doesn't sound weird to a Catholic. I mean, that's a normal thing they do. You know, you're praying the rosary. Now I don't know how much young Catholics do that, probably somewhat less. Yeah, so,
3: so are the necklace beads always in the same order? hmm mm-hmm. so Are there
0: different beads? patterns of rosary beads, I'm assuming that
3: I don't know. I know that you can that like they will look different, but you'll still have alternating types of beads and they'll be like I wanna say it's is it how many stations of the cross are there seven seven
0: maybe
3: seven sets of ten or something like that and so you know you have your you have your beads and you know you're you're fingering your they talk about fingering your rosary so you're like moving along it now some people will say that they will when they do it they do the the slow um (coughs) thoughtful prayer, but they're also <coughs> repeating exactly the same words you know, 140 times or something. And others they'll say, well I can pray the rosary in two minutes. Yeah. And it's that, it's that act of doing this that you know, makes right. it all right.
0: Right, because you prayed those prayers, then you get whatever you get. Now, we look at that, from our perspective, that's about as absurd as anything could be. You know, uh, it just seems totally ridiculous. However, I brought that up because is that, you know, that sounds ridiculous, but I think that there are times we have mechanical ideas about praying. That, you know, we really kind of think, well, if I say this, you know, a certain number of times, if I ask this the right way, you know, and so forth, that we get to thinking that God's kind of obligated by how much I said it, by how insistent I was, by, you know, various things. It becomes this mechanical sort of thing. I think that's what he's trying to get away from. For one thing, we're not trying to badger a reluctant deity to, to do what we want it to. We want God's will to be done, for one thing, and he's not reluctant. And so this is not some formula. This is not some technique thing. This is not, if you could just pray it right. You know, I, I, even in in Protestant churches, uh, sometimes you've got the idea of, you know, this is a powerful prayer. You know, this prayer really has a, it'll get you a lot of results if you pray this prayer. The
3: prayer, the prayer of Jabez? Yes. That?
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, Joshua, I think. I was thinking it was
3: Second
0: Chronicles. They second, for, yeah, Jerogers. I think you may be right. I think you might be right. It may be in the Chronicles. But yeah, it was a prayer that um, enlarged something or other. I don't remember it very well. It seems like it's in chapter 4 of whatever book it is. But uh, uh, there was even a book written, or maybe more than one, on the prayer of Jabez, and it was supposed to be just a really good prayer to do you know, whatever it was. I don't maybe it's Is it First Chronicles 4? That uh, Yeah, First Chronicles 4, 10. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. So there's your prayer that works. Uh-huh. And you pray the prayer of Jabez. There's proof that it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who does it? Well, that's that was a it was pretty a popular thing. Well, yeah. What,
3: what, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. called the vertical.
0: Yeah, I mean it wasn't. I mean, the, to study his prayer isn't a bad thing, but the concept that grew up around it—that you know, if you say that prayer, that's one that'll have effect—it's just a totally wrong concept of praying.
2: Short study. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There's
3: only like you know yeah. three verses or something, uh, and that's yeah. the whole thing. Well,
0: when, when uh, uh, theologians start writing, it doesn't take much to <laughs> <laughs> last a book's worth. <laughs> Uh, so
2: not limited by any short verses there.
0: That's right. So those are some of the concepts he's given about praying. You know, and, and again, you know, I'm just so impressed by how Satan perverts the most spiritual of activities. You would not think praying would be something that would be done for self glorification of all things. But Satan will worm his way into anything. All right. Thoughts and comments through verse 8.
2: We kind of, I, I think, I mean, what, what about the concept of we almost feel obligated to our our brethren sometimes to pray at certain times. You know, our worship services are set that way. Not a bad thing, but it's almost like, oh, we, we started without a prayer in class. Yes. Yes. you know, or uh, we're gonna eat or something, you know? It, like you said, you could pray without anybody knowing it, but are we obligated to one another to make sure that we all know that, that we did or that we... Yeah, I
0: think you have those concepts that like, the prayer sort of blesses the activity. And so if you didn't start it or end it or maybe both with a the prayer, then it really wasn't a God-blessed activity. Yeah, I think I think we do grow up with some of those concepts in our mind. That's and a
2: little difficult because there's two, you know, there's both sides to that, which are good. I mean, there's argument either way. You know?
0: Well, it, it's good to pray and it's Obviously. good to ask God to bless our activity, but if we start thinking that you know saying the right prayer at the right time is what will make this God you know approved and God blessed and that's the wrong concept
2: but are we also conditioned to maybe even we would look down on others if they don't yes so (laughs)
0: yeah I think so yeah I think we can get to thinking that this needs to be kind of according to this formula and this pattern And, and and praying it's, it, man, it's easy for praying to become just a mechanical thing. It's a mechanical, automatic guarantee of God's favor, and that's not what praying really ought to be thought of.
3: Pray that the preacher will have ready recollection of the things that he has be able to impart them to us. Guide, uh, guide, garden, yeah. Are you even always praying for the sick and traveling? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
3: And okay, the sick, and sick of the congregation.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just
3: the same, I mean, the same <laughs> phrases, like he was saying, being used, it's a, they sound heart, heartfelt the first 10 times, but after that...
0: It's a struggle for me in my private prayers, because it takes energy to pray things differently. And I, I find myself praying too too easily. You know, it's easy to say it exactly the same way every time. It's not that I don't mean it at all, but it's that it, did, it wasn't really very genuine. I mean, I knew what I was saying. I didn't mean what I was saying, but, you know, it, it didn't really take much effort. It was just kind of, I'm just saying it again. And so I think I, I certainly need to think more and, and, and really express my heart to God more, as opposed to just kind of, okay, I got that part, I got that part, I got that part. That's, that's a real struggle for me. Good comments. You started to say something,
2: Ryan, Oh, A lot of those things that we say over and over again, you know, they're not bad in themselves. You know, they might be meaningful to someone who hasn't heard them you know, every week for their entire lives.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, the first time somebody said "guard, guide, and protect us," that was probably a cool way to say that. Sky and Direct. Sky and Direct. <laughs> you're, you're right. Honestly, <laughs> New Salisbury we don't have any of that, so I forget <laughs> it. You know, but.
3: And it's all one word, actually.
0: So. Exactly. Yeah, Guard, Guard Guard, Sky uh, and Direct. Yeah, and uh, pray for all Garden. those Garden who's in guide. our privilege and duty to pray for, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Where did you hear that? <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. You just got your own different set down there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I, I guess, guess. <laughs> so. I mean, well,
0: and some of those are the things I'm trying to remember back to when I was growing up. and I may not have those quite right, but but you know, many of those weren't bad things to say. They're not bad things to say, but when they just become the mechanical and, and almost the sing-songy thing, then it it's so easy for that not to be anything other than a mechanical thing, and and we just really have to think about that. I mean, I would say, what about this? All the passages in Isaiah and Psalms about singing a new song. Now, you know, I understand that novelty in itself doesn't make something better. But why would he talk about singing a new song? Well, because sometimes we ought to express our praise and thanks in fresh ways. There's some good in singing something different to be able to say it differently. Now there's some good in a song that we know well and that we can that we really have thought about a lot also there may be some good in an expression that really means a lot to us and it really is is personal and we say it often but but when it gets to this mechanical thing and especially when i think i got the right buttons pushed you know i said this the right way i said this i said this and all that, then it becomes just a meaningless repetition, (laughs) thinking that, saying it like that, God will get it. I would say that's the same thing is true a little bit with our in Jesus name, Amen. It's certainly not wrong to acknowledge that our praying is because of the sacrifice of Jesus and Amen is just an affirmation, but did did you really not pray a valid prayer if you didn't say in Jesus name? (laughs) Or if you didn't say an amen.
3: Or if you said it at the beginning instead of the end.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we think about those things and and they become for us kind of the, you know, this authenticates our prayer. And that's not biblical. Other thoughts?
1: Back to what you said about, um, like... How or noticeable about um, how much people notice about um, how we give and pray? It reminds us of the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee.
0: Yes, because the Pharisee was getting recognition. He was his prayer was more a recital of personal accomplishments than anything else. Good point, Cameron.
4: In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, it says on um, the first like nine chapters or so, it's talking about how when we go to the temple or them, that we should guard our steps and that they should um, just rather not come if they're not going to do it in the truthfulness. And um, that can be applied to us when we go to church. We need to be um, meaning what we're seeing, meaning what we're doing, or just not doing it because it would be better if we didn't do it. In verse 7 it says, for in many dreams and in many words there is emptiness, rather fear God. That's the, um, what we should be doing. instead of having all these many words, all these many fancy sayings or overused words, we need to fear God. That's what we should be doing.
0: We thought about talking to God. it would keep us more sober in our expression, because God is a great God, and we should speak to Him seriously. All right, well, our time's up for tonight. I probably will not be here for a while. Uh, not positive about next week yet, but I probably won't be here next week. And then I'm going to Brazil, so uh, stay tuned.
2: We'll pray for you. Thank you. <laughs> and give you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll give, give you money. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we'll announce it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just did. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing announcements. This week, so.